Welcome to True Crime for Life. I'm your host, Christina Vera. And I'm your co-host, Mylene Samboys. We are so excited to be back in the studio. We have been getting so many amazing, amazing questions and comments. And it's just exciting to see the podcast grow. Um, I think we've been like we've been at events and people are like, I'm listening to your podcast. And I'm like, Which one did you hear? (laughs) I need to know what you heard. I know. (laughs) And it's so interesting because if you've been following us for a little while or even if you're new to the podcast, like we talk about all things. All things. We talk about business. We talk about life. We talk about finance. We talk about personal journeys. So like Mylene said, I'm always like, well, what episode did you hear? And Mm -hmm. then then they give me a little bit piece and I'm like, okay, I know exactly which episode that is. And I know what questions are coming next from your mouth. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So we really, really are grateful and thankful for everyone who continues to share and engage with us because we really want this platform to be an opportunity just to provide information, support, resources that you find impactful for your everyday life. And so today, you know, we got this really which I thought was really timely, um, just considering some of the past topics we've been discussing, question um, from a listener who said, how do you own your seat at the table, right? And so I guess my context to that, when you hear the table, it can mean several different things, right? So many tables. Yeah, (laughs) so many tables. But I I think we talk a lot about like fighting for a space at the table. Fighting for- In the table. Yeah. Everybody always wants to be at the table. How did you get to the table, right? That's like all the conversations we ever talk about is how do you get to the table? How did you earn a seat at the table? Or how do you create a seat at the table? Right. And then it's like, okay, but nobody really talks about- what happens when you get to the table? Yeah, I'm so excited about this. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know that we have like the, the one size fits all answer to this. No. But right? we have our own opinions yeah, on this. Exactly. And so I really appreciate this question and the conversation, Mylene, that I think we're going to just kind of organically have around it because I think as women, especially um, just thinking through our own journeys, whether it be business you know, more so just through the political process that I just went through, it it really is eye-opening how hard it is to enter into spheres or areas that if you don't have a direct connect, it's just like like a hamster wheel. You're constantly trying to figure out how do I how do I get in front of people who have decision making capability? Mm-hmm. And that's really what I kind of think about the table, right? The table is this um, metaphor, right? This imaginary, which sometimes it really is a table. We're but at I, a table right now. We're at a table right YouTube. now, right? There is a nice little table we're at. But I'm also finding that the metaphor behind a, a seat at the table, right? Like conversations, business, things happen at a gym, on a golf course, on a beach in Mexico. Right. We've done, I mean, we've had business meetings all over the world. And you think about, you know, getting into a a space where if you're so passionate, whether about a specific topic or maybe it's business or maybe it's your children or or your family member, like you want to be able to feel like you have the ability to give input, the ability to be heard, the ability to make change or suggest change. 
but then it's i think it can be tiring that fight right yes because it's never ending like i think especially for women and i know men face this too so for our listeners are men i understand but we're speaking from our own experiences as women that's what we can talk about and i think it's hard i think you're tired once you get to the table let's just be real once you get to the table you're tired because you had to fight so much and so many people your own um you know limitless and 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 limiting beliefs that you, once you get there, you're like, oh my God, just getting here was like a, a, a whole climbing of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And then you think once you get there, it may be easier because everybody should know that you earned this seat. Mm-hmm. But then what you find when you're there is that now you have to fight to stay there mm-hmm. and you have to fight to kind of show that what you have to say matters. And right. that's very difficult. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, I think as you start to evaluate you know, the steps that you're making, whether it be, you know, you're if you're in corporate America or if you're an entrepreneur or if you're I mean, whatever the spear is, whatever the the room or the table means to you, I think it's imperative that you do a self-assessment. Like, why do you want that? Like, why do you want to position yourself to be in that setting Mm because I think that can't be ego driven like Mm -hmm. that's a conversation you really when when people ask me all the time like oh I think I want to run for office why do you want to run for office yes why (laughs) and it's not from a discouraging standpoint but it's just really like that self-discovery of do you, you you see certain aspects of that on social media or on the news? And I mean, what about that appeals to you? Right. Um, because I think it sometimes can come across. People don't understand it's not just what you see on TV and what you see, like running a company, being a boss, right? Lord. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's a boss now, which is fine. I encourage that because we believe in entrepreneurship. But it it has to be deeper than that. It can't just be like, oh, I want these things because I see other people or I feel like, you know, it's just the next thing to do. Like, so I think that self-assessment is crucial. That's I think that's the first step, I think, because even when I was thinking about the seats and the tables, I'm thinking about when you're in a corporate and you're in a employees group. Right. And you have these committees and you have, you know, you're in a PTO, uh, you know, meeting and you're part of that as a parent or, or even as a student, if you're listening to us and you're in college or in high school, like anywhere you are, you really have multiple tables that you can be part of. Choosing the table is important. Mm-hmm. Knowing why you want to go to that table is very important. And then preparing yourself for what will happen once you get to the table, mm-hmm. I think it's also very important. So the self-assessment, I think, is key. I don't think I ever thought about that first. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, why do you want to do this? And I think you <laughs> had to do that when you decided to run. Yeah. It was not about the fame because, guys, thanks to Instagram, you everybody can be famous. Like, Man, you don't really there's need... There's, like, 10-year-olds <laughs> out here famous and making money and NFTs, doing all these things. Right. For the love of God. <laughs> like, you really don't need really any of this to be famous you can just make videos go to tiktok whatever you need to do now thanks to social media you could be famous so if that's why you want to do certain things consider the venue or the vehicle you're using for that Mm -hmm. but if you do really want to impact change there are so many ways you can do it you have to pick the one that you're most passionate about Mm -hmm. because it is a hard journey and if you're not truly passionate if your intentions are not pure you're going to suffer and those that are around you're going to suffer as well yeah absolutely and i think it's you know to mylene's point Point, you know, making sure that, y- you know, you are being transparent about your why and nobody's going to judge whatever your why is, you know, and I think sometimes when people so I've had several people recently 
you know, started blowing me up. Like, hey, can you be a part of this committee? Hey. Mm-hmm. Now we, you're real popular. And and <laughs> and I, you know, and I had to be honest with myself and saying mm-hmm. like, no, I, I don't have capacity for that. Mm-hmm. And so if you find that, you know, people are quick to call you for certain things or can you be, you know, part of this PTA or part of this committee or, you know, can you help at the pantry at the church next week? I mean, really looking deep down and saying to yourself, like, is this something that I, A, really have capacity for? Mm-hmm. And B, I mean, do I really want to do it? Right. You know, not just feeling like you're obligated to do something. Mm-hmm. And so I have, like, <laughs> surprisingly, I think my younger self, mm-hmm. and, you know, people always say, like, what would you tell your younger self? I would tell her to go home. (laughs) (laughs) Sit down. I would tell her to stop volunteering for a million thousand things because Mm -hmm. it's, you know, and I'm not saying don't volunteer, but I'm just saying like, like really think through like, where is your time most needed? Mm -hmm. Where are you going to make the most impact? What's truly important to you? Because we can't be all things for all people. We can. You can give from an empty cup. And I think it's almost like a budget. So we budget our money, right? Uh, I hate budgets, but I'm going to use it as a knowledge anyway. But it's so important because budgeting gives you freedom, right? So when I think about our time, we all get 24 hours a day. Nobody gets more or less. So, you know, if you want to volunteer and you want to help people, are you saying, okay, I'm going to give five hours a month? of my time, you mm-hmm. know, for a cause or for something I'm very passionate about. And then you get to allocate those hours as you wish, right? So mm-hmm. by giving yourself, depending on your on your time capacity, how much time do you have to give? And then ensuring that in your budget, you have yourself, you have your family. Because what we found in, for ourselves in the beginning, we were giving so much yeah. out of ourselves, almost from an empty place to everybody else and our own families. We were not given the attention. Like we were here fighting for the things we really believed. Yeah. But our own families probably were not getting the attention that the outside people were getting. And I think we had to check ourselves mm-hmm. and be like, personally, are we getting the time that we need for self-care and making sure our, you know, our sanity is, is checked? And then it's our family who are we fighting so hard and we're working so hard for. Are they getting our attention and our best? Or are we just so tired after we get home that we don't even want to deal with our family yeah. <laughs> because we dealt with everybody else supporting and saving everybody. So that is something that you also have to ask yourself. How much time do you really have mm-hmm. for yourself mm-hmm. first, your family, those that really matter to you? And then how much time do you have to give to a cause? Whether it be one hour a month, 30 minutes a month, or 10 hours a month, whatever it is, don't feel bad about it. Figure out what it is. Mm-hmm. And then you can allocate that and not feel guilty about the time that you're giving. Absolutely. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Because I think, too, depending on, you know, whatever the seat or the table is for you and your context, like, you got to be ready to go there and be impactful, too. Yes. You know, getting, like you said, Mylene, earlier, is, you know, Sometimes it's one hell of a fight to get in those rooms or to get in, you know, to get a promotion or to be able to lead a company. And, you know, you don't want to get there and not be impactful. By not showing up. You have to show up. Once you agree to be there, you have to show up. You have to show up. And, you know, and it's also about not allowing other people to limit you. Oh, that's a fine one. (laughs) Let's get there. Let's go there, please. Should we go there? I think we should. I I think we should. Because this question came and there was a part B to that, right? So Mm -hmm. the part A is how do you own the table once you get there? And then part B is how do you make sure that people don't limit you? Mm -hmm. Because there's this term, I I keep hearing this from a lot of people when you're new to something and you're like the the Rocky or the the Rookie. Rookie, yeah. The Rookie, guys, you know my accent. The Rookie rookie is like, oh, you have to pay your dues. What dues am 
I paying? Right. Right. Like, what does that even mean? Because I had to pay a whole lot to get here. So how, when does this when is this over? Yeah. Who determines how much I have to pay? Right. So I'm taking crypto. I'm, <laughs> like, how are you paying exactly? It's a big con. Like, I'm always is, yeah. questioning those things because when people come to us and work with us, we're not like, oh, you have to pay your dues. To, no, that's just that's that's just that's just BS. So yeah. I think you have to make sure that you know your worth mm-hmm. and that your your opinion matters because people are gonna try to check you because you are new and like in their mind, you don't know nothing. And I think that's a big mistake. And for you mm-hmm. that just came to this journey and you're one of the youngest you know, women, people and then not women to run a campaign like this and to win and to be where you are. Like, mm-hmm. how are you owning your table where you are? Yeah, I think it's, it, you know, it's weird because you often hear about like the imposter syndrome, like this oh, yes. whole like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and going back to like who you are that's why i think we talk a lot about knowing who you are yes knowing truly knowing who you are knowing your why or how you want to live and how you want to show up to the world every single day is essential essential before you start a business or even apply to be you know in leadership or decide to run for office like you have to really sit with yourself for a minute, and that's hard. Like yeah. you're not saying it's easy because it took us forever to sit. To yeah, be, some days to be I'm still. like, okay, who's this? Is this Tina or is this Christina? <laughs> I love both, <laughs> <laughs> but they are different people. They are. One is from Brooklyn. One has that custom herself to Ohio. <laughs> She has evolved. Yes, but it's hard because you know, and and I and I own that. Like I mm-hmm. own. You know, I, I call I you know Tina. So that's just my my childhood name. But I just I I remember the different versions of myself. Just like we all have different versions of ourselves, because it's a journey. It's like any other stage in life. Like you're constantly going through different you know variations of who you are, what's important to you, and like I said, how you want to show up to the world every day. And so, you know, I find that when you place yourself, because you placed yourself, right? So that's that's the second part. You can't complain about something you prayed about, something you asked for, you know, and, and, and Bishop T.D. Jakes, he, he said something some years back that really stuck with me over the years. He said, um, stop asking for more when you can't manage less. And Jesus. I said, <laughs> I was like, what? Is he talking to me? You know? <laughs> and so when he said that, it really stuck because it was like, stop asking for more if you can't manage less. I really had to learn how to manage what I already had before mm-hmm. I f- found myself asking for more. I want a bigger house, but you can't keep the house you got clean. <laughs> I want it, you know, I want it. I, you know what I mean? All mm-hmm. these things that mm-hmm. I kept saying I wanted, mm-hmm. but I had never really learned like, the systems or the processes that I needed to just be, be, you know, happy or at peace with what I had. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, you know, I I started to think, how does that apply to who I am? You know, who I am as a mother, as a leader, as a wife, as a sister, as a daughter. I mean, I just kept saying to myself, like, okay, before I could go out and serve the world, am I being intentional about how I'm serving my children, mm-hmm. how I'm serving my husband, how I'm serving? And, and I don't I don't get it right. I mean, I think some days I'm like, damn, I really messed that up. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I can own that mm-hmm. and I can acknowledge that where, 
you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago, I would have been like, well, it is what it is, you know, and I and I really would have just kind of had this dismissiveness mm. about a situation. But now I, you know, God willing, I'm able to kind of sit with stuff for a minute. I'm like, man, that was not the way I should have handled that. Mm-hmm. And that was growth. That and, is growth. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was such growth. And mm-hmm. so to answer your initial question, you know, now like in this realm, um, like, We've been in leadership for some years now. Forever, I feel like now. Yeah. And so now this level of leadership, you know, now with me, you know, being a part of such a large um, district and, and all of those things. I mean, I, I really have to daily remind myself why I'm there. Not because I, I don't know. It's more of like, no, you can do this because mm-hmm. you have this. You have this skill set. And, and, you know, so it's a constant, you know, reminder, even when you get in that room, that process doesn't stop. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that, you know, sometimes people will try you and they'll try you in any setting, you know, they'll try you at the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, really? Like, you gonna we going to fight in the Dorito aisle? Like, isn't that serious? And, you know, but like I tell our students and we've told students, it's like, I can't control what you're going to say, but I I can control how I react to that and how you, um, that I don't allow you to take me fully out of character, Uh you know, because I mean, we're all human at the end of the day. And so I think that I'm learning to speak up for myself more, but not necessarily in a, um, not in a conflict manner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. some, you know, I was younger. Oh, I woke no. up and I chose violence sometimes. <laughs> and that was not okay. So I was... recognize that about me. So I'm like, you know, I can I can defend myself professionally. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for our listeners to understand that you have a voice. You know, if you are in a setting personally or professionally where you feel like someone is really intentionally and maybe it's not even intentionally, but they're impacting your mental health. They're impacting your ability to do your job. They're impacting your ability to show up the way that you want to show up every single day. You have to speak out. You mm-hmm. have to speak up for yourself because maybe they don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just the way they communicate and they don't know that it's having such a negative impact on you know, your well-being or how your, your, your lack of productivity at work but if you don't stand up for yourself and kind of give it back to them a little bit, then, you know, unfortunately, you're just bottling all that up. And, and that's not productive for anybody. It's not. And I think when we say give it back, let's be clear. We're not asking you to go fight with your boss. No, no, um, no. Because, you know, some of you are like, well, Christina, my lady said, I'm like, we're disclaiming this <laughs> no, out. No. But I think that some of the key things that you said, and I appreciate that, is professionally defending yourself. Mm-hmm. I call it time and place. So the way Christina and I may talk offline now, but I think you're getting a little bit of it because of the podcast, but the way we talk offline or we talk with some of our closest people is very different than how we talk to, you know, someone, you know, Biden, the president or, mm-hmm. or somebody in leadership like that, because it is a different connection. It's a different relationship and how you communicate with people is based on your relationship with them. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a professional way, you have to know time and place. So you have to defend yourself and speak up. Maybe that at that moment is not the time, right? So maybe something was said to you at the moment and, and you know it was not right, but maybe that is not the place to address that person. Maybe you want to take some time and when maybe offline, after the meeting is over, pull them to the side and say, hey, this is how this made me feel. Mm-hmm. I would like to share this with you. Because to Christina's point, maybe because I'm Dominican, I don't know, but it took me a while 
and I'm still there to like when I say some things, I may say it's so direct and I may say it's so like not thinking it's offensive and it may offend somebody because my delivery, my intentions were not to hurt you, mm-hmm. but they did. Yeah. And I tell everybody that I interact with, if I do, let me know because mm-hmm. it's the only way I would know. If you don't tell me that I'm thinking I'm the bomb and I'm going to continue <laughs> to do that. Yeah. Right. So I think having also the grace to let somebody know, sometimes you're doing them a favor. You think mm-hmm. they're going to get offended. And I love feedback. I'm, I just thrive with it now mm-hmm. because I understand it's to help me grow. Now, also be ready that somebody's not going to be ready for that. Some people are going to take offense to that. That's that's not really your job. Like your job is to share the information. Mm-hmm. And if you do it in a respectful manner, if your intentions are pure, to educate how they take it, you can't control that either. Right. Right. So right. then if they how they react is how internally they are, mm-hmm. <laughs> or how they're feeling, or whether you know their own shadows, their own feelings. And that's something they have to work on. I think sometimes when we say things to people, they're not ready to receive it. Mm-hmm. And it may take them some time to digest that information. And then they'll come back to you and be like, actually, what you said made sense. I thought about it. At the moment, they may not say that. They may look at you like you're crazy mm-hmm. and just be prepared for that. I think you just have yeah. to be able to speak your truth mm-hmm. and stand by it, right? Mm-hmm. And then let it be. Like I say the truth. I, I always say I'm planting a seed and how it grows is up to God. Yeah. I did my job. Right. And I think if you are that person, like if you have the ability, um, let's say you've been in leadership, maybe yes. you maybe you've been at the table, you know, forever, for a few decades. <laughs> I mean, really evaluating, you know, what is your legacy in all of this? Mm-hmm. You know, what is what what is it that you're contributing? You know, because I find too, you know, someone just on a call. I think it was yesterday, or the day before, they kept talking about um, succession planning. And that, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of corporations are identifying that as a key area of opportunity because we're always so focused on the right now, the right now, but we're never thinking about succession planning. What like happens who's, after? what happens after? What happens if if there's one person who's really, really good on your team, if they quit tomorrow, do you have the capacity and the operational structure to keep that that team, that operation flowing? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that's something that I think a lot of people, you know, don't think about. It's just like, oh, we're here now. It's it's very, or I fought to get here. You know, I, I'm not going to help somebody else get here. Okay. And it's like, yeah, but at some point, at okay. some point, and going, this goes back to the why. Like, if your why is very selfish, that will carry out in your leadership style. Mm-hmm. And it will show. Oh, it, oh, it shows. <laughs> Boy. It's so loud. It's so loud and bright. I'm like, wow, let me put my Ray-Bans on. <laughs> because I, I look at some people and I'm like, wow. And you're, and you're in these rooms and you're, and you're taking up space and you're no longer even passionate about what you're there for. Or impactful. And I think yeah. actually that's a good point too. So let's say you fought to get to the table, right? You got to the table. You're making impact on the table. You've been there for a while. We we truly believe, and I think this is something that separates us from a lot of people, Mm -hmm. is helping the next person up, right? We don't believe in scarcity. We don't think there's not enough. I think that's dumb thinking. Mm -hmm. Um, That's limited Right, so limited, right? Like Mm -hmm. I feel like you really want to think about, it's not growth mindset. You want to think about, who comes after me? If something was to happen to me, who is going to continue this legacy, mm-hmm. right? So who can I help? Who wants this? So I can teach it to you so you can come afterwards. Mm-hmm. And then evaluate yourself. If you've been in this position for a while 
and you giving it all you can because you know your capacity, like Oprah said, right? She knew when she had to switch. She knew when she had to leave the show. Mm-hmm. Are you there right now? If yeah. that's you and you're no longer motivated, you're no longer really passionate, you're just kind of there because of the show, like really ask yourself, is it time for me to move on mm-hmm. and open this seat for somebody else? Right. And then do something else. Mm-hmm. Like what is my next best step? Figure that out because by staying there, you're not really helping anybody. You're hurting yourself because now you're going to become bitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you're not helping the other people. Right. So once you own the table and you have done well, then it's time for you to let the other person run that and and really mentor people. Yeah. I find a lot of people at the table don't want to mentor the next person. Yeah. I'm like, why? I don't know. Like, they don't have to pay what you pay. Like, we love to help save people headaches. This is why we have this whole podcast. Right. <laughs> I mean, whole the whole reason why we started this. Right. Because we don't feel the need... Like you said, there. I mean, there's there's billions of people. Like you can't possibly serve every single person. You can't possibly, you know, have all the answers and all the solutions. But you, when you limit yourself and you pigeonhole yourself to thinking you're the only, and that no other person can contribute, then then you're doing everybody a disservice. Yeah. And and so to your point, Mylene, there's power in the pivot. There's power. And, you know, the ability not to limit yourself. So going back to our, our our followers' initial question, you know, once you're at that table, don't limit yourself to what other people say you should and shouldn't be doing. Follow your instinct on that. Follow, you know, kind of what drove you to that place to begin with. Because as Mylene stated, sometimes, you know, some of those people, they're not happy for you. They're not going to be happy that you're at that table. They're not, especially if they didn't really, they really went out their way to not help you. Sure you didn't get to the table. <laughs> and then then you're sitting there across from them and you're looking at each other and you're like, so you're here too. Yep, I'm here. And, and so it's this awkwardness that it will fade. It will pass mm-hmm. because eventually, right, when you show up as your authentic self and you're, and you're doing the work and you're seeing the impact and, and people are noticing the impact and they notice how you carry yourself even in the face of opposition, even if they don't say like, yo, I saw how you handled that, they're taking internal notes. Mm-hmm. So when the next opportunity comes along or the next position, they're going to remember like, I remember how she handled Mm-hmm. this situation under pressure. I, I remember how she handled when this person publicly disrespected her. And so all of that, even if you feel like you're alone in that, people are watching. They are. They're watching. And I think it's important that you have to be your biggest cheerleader. Yes. Because nobody, I mean, not saying nobody, but very little, especially if you don't have like a core mm-hmm. circle or a core group of mentors, you have to praise you every day. You know what? I handled that the best way that I felt like I could have. Mm-hmm. And constantly being that cheerleader for yourself. Because at the end of the day, I, I will tell you, you fight to get in those rooms. You better be ready to kind of sink in, put your, you know, put your foot to the ground. And, you know, and a lot comes with that. A lot comes with leading. Mm-hmm. So you have to have the emotional intelligence and responsibility and the integrity to be able to come and deal with anything that comes along with that and 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 it can be draining and and very heavy at times 
And there's also millions of resources, right? So as we talk about this and a lot of things we had to learn ourselves, I would say for you, as you're as we're wrapping our, this episode, I want you to think about what do you need, right? So if you're there right now, do you need to talk to someone, maybe finding a mentor, connecting with someone at that table that has similar, you know, interests, they may have looked at you and they smile, right? Like that may be your way in, like talk mm -hmm. to them, connect with people, even if they think differently than you, connect with them because you never know. I think I love people that think differently than me because they, they help me grow and, oh, yeah. and I help them grow. Mm -hmm. I have had some fun conversations. So definitely connect with everyone and then you will really get to know who are your allies in that table mm -hmm. and who you need to kind of like, you know, stay away from. Um, but then also there's books. There's um, a lot of workshops available to help leading and to help you kind of stay there. So if you ever mm -hmm. need any support, like we always say, reach out to us. Like you send us those questions. Um, we'll be happy uh, to give you some resources or even have a chat if you're facing a really big challenge. Yeah. Because happily for you yeah. <laughs> and I have been through a lot so yeah. we can give you some pointers um, of what to do if you're facing a challenge absolutely and and we do have a um, online community called empower her community for our women listeners um, mm -hmm. if you visit our website www.femergy that's f-e-m-e-r-g-y dot org and click on the empower her community tab I mean, exactly what Mylene just described. We have, you know, videos, workshops, live conversations that are always happening. Um, so definitely check that out. Um, there is a monthly subscription, um, but it is definitely something that we were very intentional in creating. And it definitely could be a good resource if you feel like, okay, I need something extra. So. Yes. Yes, and if you're a male, don't worry. We have male coaches too. That well, you can have help. our podcast too, so you know we didn't Reach completely out. forget. Um, but yes, we do have the podcast and and definitely some direct coaching opportunities. So I really appreciate this conversation. Thank you so much for the question. And as always, you know, definitely let us know if there's more you want to hear related to this particular topic. But anything you want to leave our people with? Anything you didn't get to say about owning your space at the table? No, I think I own my table today. I feel like we own it. Like, I feel <laughs> like we had this. Um, yeah, just reach out to us. And if you want to be part of the podcast, remember, you can always message us. Mm -hmm. And we'd love to have you if you have your own topic or want to participate in our topics. We're always looking for exciting guests. Yes. yes. So as we always say, it's, it's bigger, bigger than, than you. you. Thank you so much for listening today. We're excited and we hope that you follow us on Instagram, True Print for Life, a YouTube channel, also True Print for Life. And make sure that you share, 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 like, watch our videos. Make sure that you follow us on all streaming platforms.